over it. That'd be wonderful. Will okay. you start us off, please? Amen. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Stephen, and I am still an alcoholic. We're on 12, right? Yes. The beginning of 12? Okay. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. The spiritual substance of anonymity is sacrifice. Because AA's 12 traditions repeatedly ask us to give up personal desires for the common good. We realize that the sacrificial spirit we symbolize by anonymity is the foundation of them all. It is AA's proved willingness to make these sacrifices that give people their high confidence in our future. But in the beginning, anonymity was not born of confidence. It was the child of our early fears. Our first nameless group of alcoholics were, were secret societies. New prospects could find us only through a few trusted friends. The bare hint of publicity, even for our work, shocked us. Though ex-drinkers, we still thought we had to hide from the public distrust and contempt. When the big book appeared in 1939, we called it Alcoholics Anonymous. Its forwards made this revealing statement. It is important that we remain anonymous because we are too few. At present, to handle the overwhelming number of personal appeals which may result this publication. Being mostly business or professional folk, we could not well carry on our occupation in such an event between these lines. It is easy to read our fear to read our fear that large numbers of incoming people might break our white might break our anonymity wide open. Pass. I got it. Hi, I'm Marcos. <coughs> As the AA groups multiplied, so did anonymity problems. Enthusiastic over this spectacular recovery of brother of a brother alcoholic. We'd sometimes discuss those intimate and harrowing aspects of his case meant for his sponsors years alone. The aggrieved victim would then rightly declare that his trust had been broken. <clears throat> when such stories got into circulation outside of AA, the loss of confidence in our anonymity promise was severe. It frequently turned people from us. Clearly, every AA member's name and story, too, had to be confidential if he wished. This was our first lesson in the practical application of anonymity. With characteristic intemperance, however, some of our newcomers cared not at all for secrecy. They wanted to shout AA from the housetops and did. Alcoholics, barely dry, rushed about, <clears throat> bright-eyed, buttonholing 
anyone who would listen to their stories. Others hurried to place themselves before microphones and cameras. Sometimes they got distressingly drunk and let their groups down with a bang. They had changed from AA members into AA show-offs. This phenomenon, this phenomenon of contrast really set us thinking. Squarely before us was the question, how, an, how anonymous should an AA member be? Or our growth made it plain that we couldn't be a secret society, but it was equally plain that we couldn't be a vaudeville circuit either. The charting of a safe path between these extremes took a long time. As a rule, the average newcomer wanted his family to know immediately what he was trying to do. He also wanted to tell others who had tried to help him, his doctor, his minister, and close friends. As he gained confidence, he felt it right to explain his new way of life to his employer and business associates. When opportunities to be helpful came along, he found he could talk easily about AA to almost anyone. These quiet disclosures helped him to lose his fear and the alcoholic stigma and spread the news of AA's existence in his community. Many a new man and woman came to AA because of such conversations. Though not in the strict letter of anonymity, such communications were well within its spirit. But it comes apparent that the word of mouth method was too limited. Our work as such needed to be publicized. The AA group would have to reach quickly as many despairing alcoholics as they could. Consequently, many groups began to hold meetings which were open to interested friends and the public so that the average citizen could see for himself just what AA was all about. The response to these meetings were warmly sympathetic. Soon groups began to receive requests for AA speakers to appear before civic organizations, church groups, and medical societies, provided anonymity was maintained on these platforms. The end reporters present were cautioned against the use of names or pictures. The result was fine. The result was fine. Then came our first excursion into major publicity, which were breathtaking. Cleveland's plain dealer articles about us ran that town's membership from a few into hundreds overnight. The news stories of Mr. Rockefeller's dinner for Alcoholics Anonymous helped double our membership. Total. Total membership. Total membership. <coughs> In a year's time, Jack Alexander's famous Saturday evening post piece on made AA a national institution. Such tributes of these brought opportunities for still more recognition. Other newspapers and magazines wanted AA stories. Film companies wanted to photograph us. Radio and finally television besieged us with requests for appearances. What should we do? As the tide 
offering top public approval swept in, we realized that it could do us an incalculable good or great harm. Everyone would depend upon how it was challenged, channeled, channeled. Everything. Everything. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I pass. You're good. No, 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 no. Everything would depend upon how it was channeled. Very good. Good point. We simply couldn't afford to take the chance of letting self-appointed members present themselves as messiahs representing AA before the whole public. The promoter instinct in us might be our undoing. If even one public got drunk or was lured into using AA's name for his own purpose, the damage might be irreparable. At this altitude, press, radio, and film, attitude, altitude, press, radio, and film, and television, anonymity, 100% anonymity was the only possible answer. Here, principles will have to come before personalities without exception. These experiences taught us that anonymity is the real humility at work. It is an all-pervading spiritual quality which today's keynotes AA life everywhere. Moved by the spirit of anonymity, we try to give up our natural desires for personal distinction as an AA member both among fellow alcoholics and before the general public. As we lay aside these very human aspirations, we believe that each of us takes part of the weaving of a protective mantle which covers our whole society and under which we may grow and work in unity. We are sure that humility expressed by anonymity is the greatest safeguard that Alcoholics Anonymous can ever have. Wow. Wow, thank you very much. We have, we have a long form here. It says, um, tra Tradition 12, long form. And finally, we of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the principle of anonymity has an immense spiritual significance. It reminds us that we are to place principles before personalities, that we are actually to practice a genuine humility. This to the end that our great blessings may never spoil us. Greetings, family. Reading an article from A.A. Grapevine, September 1986. The following three articles were originally presentations of the 1986 General Service Conference. Conference. A.A. Future, Our Responsibility. Let's go ahead and pray. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. At issue is anonymity as the spiritual foundation of all our traditions. Our great symbol of self-sacrifice it protects the individual members from notoriety, disciplines AA to place principles before personalities, retards the growth of self-appointed oracles, and ensures a safe haven for newcomers. 
That being said, how then can we make sure that the media doesn't break the anonymity traditions? At issue is understanding and helping others, AAs, to understand that if we, not the media, who are responsible for anonymity at the public level, each month, an average of 15 AA members break their anonymity at the level of press, radio, TV, and films. We must help them to see that nothing short of 100% anonymity is vital to the health of our society. On an annual basis, we request cooperation for the media, and in most cases, they do cooperate. Let's be careful not to berate the media for reporting with an AA member has told them. Yes, we inform the media, but it is we who must be both humble enough and assertive enough to remain anonymous at the public level. At first, as we all know, is that there is no spokesperson for the fellowship. Our personal anonymity in public assures each the freedom to journey along his or her own sober path. To bring an individual perspective to the same truth, to experience the precious gift of sobriety firsthand, AA is fellowship. In the truest sense, we get sober and we stay sober with the help of our group. By practicing the anonymity at the public level, we are protected from the egocentric individual who will not, not hesitate to interrupt the follow, fellowship for all of us and strain out all of us. Easily inflated egos, so often our own, are safeguarded by the spiritual tradition of self-government. An issue, too, is our trendy world in which some now say AA is respectable, even fashionable. We need to stay away, stay aware of the considerable stigma that surrounds our disease in the minds of many, including the potential AA members. Anonymity shields the newcomer and all of us from prejudice and enables to assure the still-suffering alcoholic that he or she is safe within us. In view of these common, in view of these important considerations, then why do we need Amen. In considering all these important information, why do we need public information? Why not just keep quiet about our fellowship? At issue is the fact that far from being a secret society, we need, in Bill W.'s words, the increasing goodwill of editors, writers, and television and radio channels. Yes, we need to put a... Uh, at issue is the fact that far from being a secret society, we need, in Bill W.'s words, the increasing goodwill of editors, writers, and television and radio channels. Yes, we need to publicize AA, but not to publicize AA members. The principle of anonymity reveals to us its immense spiritual significance and takes us to practice a genuine humility we may then be moved to, we then may move, 
To see the anonymity is so much more than a sound public relation policy. It is more than a denial of self-seeking. It is more than denial of self-seeking. It is more than a than a sound public relations policy. It is more than a denial of self-seeking. It is a constant and practical reminder that personal ambition has no place in AA. May we treasure it with wisdom, courage, and love. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Falling asleep. God bless you, everyone. September, September 1986, Grapevine.